Hey everybody, welcome back to Lime Bites. This is Bella and Morgan. Uh, today we are talking about how to be your own advocate in the medical world and our like personal experiences with it. We've probably had some the same and some different. Um, and I kind of wanted to start the conversation by talking about that when I first got diagnosed with Lyme disease and even leading up to it, I had no idea what that meant. I had a blind faith in the medical system and I just assumed that, okay, you go to the doctor, they tell you what's wrong and then you move on. I was not aware that it could come with all these situations where you had to stand up for yourself. Yeah. Even so, we were talking about like psych classes before, yeah. that, which is kind of unrelated. And I've taken social psychology, which is so interesting. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend but there's a certain phenomena where we as people are trained to believe people in positions of authority. Mm-hmm. And I forget the name for the exact like study, but they had participants who were way more likely to believe someone who was even wearing like a white coat yeah. or a visible key ring yeah. that signified like authority. Yeah. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, when you see certain things on a person, we did like a social experiment with it uh-huh. in my class and it was like, they ask you, what do you think their person's position is? Or like, how smart do you think they yes. are? And so, yeah, I definitely think that's the case. Are they believable? Are they trustworthy? Yeah. And your brain automatically just goes, yeah. Yeah. They go to what's the most general qualities of a doctor, or mm-hmm. lawyer, whatever it's going to be. And if you have no experiences with them being untrustworthy, you just go to, yeah, I have no reason to distrust this person. Yeah. So I guess just starting off, don't. What I want the message of this podcast to be is, like, don't feel bad if you didn't even think you would have to advocate for yourself. Don't feel bad if you don't know what to do or you feel like you can't stand up for yourself because I feel like that's completely normal. Like, you should trust that doctors can help you. Like, it'd be bad if we didn't, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, I guess, what was your first experience of advocating for yourself? You had to really stand up for yourself. This is pretty early on. And I, well, my symptoms primarily lined up with those of panic attacks, Mm -hmm. which it's very easy for someone to diagnose someone with panic panic attacks or panic disorder because it's just, oh, you had an episode. We Mm -hmm. don't really need to track it down. We don't need to find the root cause. It's just, well, you have panic disorder now. And you were having consistent episodes, which like coming at it from like the psych perspective looks exactly textbook for having a panic attack or panic disorder problem. And I'm sure it did. Like I, as a teen girl at that point, I fit like who would look like someone having panic attacks. I was high achieving. I was in the hard classes, which Mm -hmm. clearly must be the trigger, which must be stressful. (laughs) Yeah. And it was too easy for them. (laughs) It was very easy in panic disorder. Correct me if I'm wrong. But a lot of the times you don't really know why it starts. So they can just come on very suddenly. But I deeply knew that that wasn't right. Mm -hmm. I've never been someone with anxiety. And I'm very lucky to like say that. I mean, I've got like some health related anxieties now, but that's as of a result of something I've been through. Yes. Yeah. The summer before my sophomore year, I was enjoying life. Mm -hmm. Like there was nothing that was worthy of causing these large events. Yeah. So we went to a therapist because my mom did her due diligence she like researched and was like well like we should probably check into this yeah and she was just like yeah you have panic disorder this is what's going on and we were like okay like there's no history of mental health in my family like yeah, I've never like it had, doesn't add up it didn't really click but at that point we still very much trusted the medical system mm-hmm. and therapists and doctors and everyone in the white coats yes right yeah. so we or I knew that that 
wasn't right, but I was going to go along with it because I just felt so horrible. Yeah. And I really just needed something to break the cycle at that point. But it was really my mom who kind of put her foot down eventually. Mm-hmm. Like we saw her and she was not good. We went to another therapist after that and mm-hmm. she still was like, yeah, like it could be the panic disorders, but we should do a little bit deeper digging. Mm-hmm. So while that was going on, we were also seeing like more like medical doctors, physicians, like NPs, PAs type yeah. to like check on my thyroid levels, check on my hormones, check on like everything that it could potentially be. Mm-hmm. And then we eventually made it back to my pediatrician. And that was when my mom really put her foot down. Yeah. It was like, listen, she's got this anxiety diagnosis. This is not it. Like you have known her since she was yeah. literally a baby. You cannot tell me that this is what it is. And the doctor was like, you are right. If you don't get a diagnosis from the cardiologist who I was seeing next, who mm-hmm. did wind up giving me a diagnosis, he was like, you should go to Mayo. Because wow, you, yeah, like before she came in here today, like I would have said, yes, this is panic disorder. Mm-hmm. But seeing her now and hearing what you told me, like I truly believe that there's something. And up. that's the thing. It's sad that you have to push and be like, come on now. Like yeah. you, this, you know, this isn't the right answer. And you know, it seems like the easy way out, but that doesn't mean it's the correct diagnosis. And that's just it. It's the easy way. I don't want to say that like. I have encountered some lazy doctors, yes, but I believe on a whole that doctors work very hard. Yeah. But they are confi- confined to a system that that wants to take the easy way out. That wants to take the easy out way out and even punishes them for doing yes. their due diligence. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah. So, what kind of stories do you have about that? I guess I have two that come to mind. So the first one kind of, I was not advocating for myself, but like you said, my mm-hmm. mom, you know, she taught me a lot about standing up for myself and how like, you know, your body best and that's what's important and you have to trust yourself. And so I did have a misdiagnosis that like really could have probably done damage to me because um, I was having like extreme pain all the time. I felt like I couldn't do anything. I couldn't get out of bed. And so I ended up going to see a like child like a juvenile arthritis like specialist something like that rheumatologist I don't remember very specific something like that and she was you know gonna give me evaluation and kind of let me know what she was thinking and I she was like right away she's listening to me she touched my arms legs whatever having moved my arms around and was like okay you have arthritis oh And she's like, I'm going to do a blood test to confirm something. You can't really – like, there's, like, a marker or something. She's like, but I don't – I know I'm right, so I'm going to start you on the meds. And it was steroids. And she was like – like, it was no biggie. I was in sixth grade. She's like, start the steroids, whatever. She's like, and then we'll see when the tests come back. And my mom was like, no. Why would we make our daughter have steroids – take steroids when we don't even know if that's, one, the correct diagnosis – if the tests are going to come back at all. And those, then she's telling me all the side effects and the potential damages and all this. And I was just scared. And my mom's like, no, we're not doing that. Like, that's not a good enough answer for us. No, but those doctors are scary. The ones who think yeah, that they're they are like, the I'm, only ones who are correct. Yeah, they're like, I'm 100% sure. Like, what yeah. more do you need? I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I need more than 100%. Like, there's yeah. no way you could know for sure. Yeah, no. One big thing that I've learned, I don't trust anyone that's 100% sure yes, about anything. Yes, That's a red flag. I would rather have them be like, well, you know what? I think this is it, but I can't guarantee mm-hmm. you. The minute you start promising me things, Oof. I don't want to be around you anymore. Yeah. Because – That's you, just to me that you are ignorant. Yeah, and that you're like – 
yourself you are too cocky yeah and you might be jumping the gun on things Uh and i don't feel like that's the most accurate way to be a physician even though i have no experience (laughs) at all um but yes that was the first thing the second thing um when i stood up for myself for the first time um i went to see a gi specialist and i won't name any names but um, it was just a really rough experience there because I felt like there was this like barrier between us because I was coming in with a prior diagnosis and then also being like, I need you to help me with this stomach pain I'm having. So, you know, he took one look at my sheet and was like, you have Lyme disease? I was like, yeah, I have Lyme disease. Like, I just got the diagnosis. And he's like, well, that's not possible. And I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Like, what are you talking about? And he was like, did your, he was like, interrogating me like did they do this test this test this and I was like yeah and then I after a while I was like you know what you need to stop I only came here to find out what's wrong with my stomach I didn't come here for a second opinion I didn't come here for you to review my like he wanted to see my labs like all stuff I was like we didn't come here for you to evaluate me we came here for a whole separate issue that you need to help me with and you need to just clear me and say that nothing major is wrong And, like, after that, I felt like it was awkward, but, like, he didn't push it again. Uh And he was, like, he, you know, did all the testing he needed to do. He ordered, like, I had to get a colonoscopy and an endoscope, and he ordered all that. And he was, like, let's see what happens. But it's, like, I had to just finally put my foot down and be, like, no, we're not here for that. Like, we we don't want your opinion. (laughs) You're a GI doctor. You Mm -hmm. don't deal with things like this. So It sounds like you set that boundary yes it really is like you have to put the boundary being like we're not here to debate what's going on Mm -hmm. in my what's going on prior to these symptoms and I feel like that's one of the biggest pieces of of advice I have people is like don't feel like you need others confirmation when you get that diagnosis stick with it like you know or even like within your treatment plan because I yeah I was getting IVs like throughout my freshman year of college, mm-hmm. right? So at one point, like I was just on my meds list. Like that's important to know before yeah. you get any type of medication that you're adding, right? Don't yeah. mess with levels and whatnot. And then one of the nurses started telling me about how I shouldn't be on one of my meds. <laughs> and it's hard to tell when you need to shut it down versus just say, uh-huh, and change yeah. the conversation. Yes, that's so true. Because yeah. this lady's going to be poking me with a needle. I need to yes. make nice. So, so true. Uh-huh. So I could tell that she was just doing it to be nice and to yeah. be courteous. So I was like, okay. Yeah. And then I changed the changed the conversation, yeah. changed the subject. Yeah, and that's a good point. Like some people are doing it because they're cocky and they think they're the most intelligent doctor and they want to be like, well, I think they're wrong. And yeah. some people are doing it because they place. weren't taught no one was taught the same way, uh-huh. you know, like everyone learns something a little different depending on what path they choose. And they just care about you as a patient. And yeah. it's like, okay, can you fault someone for that? No. No, it's yeah. frustrating. But uh-huh. yeah, I definitely agree. You have to be like nice about it. <laughs> Did Isabella just say that you have to be nice about something? I tend to not what? go at it. I tend to go full attack mode. Uh-huh. But there are some situations where you should read the room and kind of, you know, determine yeah. what to do next. No, and I'm very much someone who reads the room. But I also <laughs> admit that sometimes you just need to put your foot down. Yeah, I'm like so. sometimes you got to just, you know, maybe not yell, but you got to stand up for yourself. Yeah, be very stern if it, the situation yeah. calls for And I did actually have kind of a reverse role that recently I started seeing a like I guess they're holistic um I don't think they're integrated medicine technically they're more holistic approach and they do like women's health things and I'm seeing her like for my hormones like PCOS and all that stuff and she was commenting on my migraine like treatments sure and 
she's like, well, I don't think you need any of those medications because I don't think you have chronic migraines. And I was like, okay. What? Respectfully, I understand migraines are tricky and there could be other reasons for why I have it. Maybe they don't know the trigger. You're right. But Mm -hmm. you can't tell someone who got migraines every day for like over two months that they don't have chronic migraines. (laughs) Like I was like, and you can't tell me I have to drop my lifeline medication. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of one of those things where I'm like, all right, this is a little awkward. Like, but no, and it's almost like offensive. Like you are targeting like I've worked so hard to get to where I am and yeah. my treatment plan is part of that. Yeah. So I'm like, who are you to tell me like what I can or cannot yeah. do for my health? And yeah. I, I get like defensive. I'm yeah. like, what? No. <laughs> and I'm also like, I didn't say I love taking these. No. I, they don't make me feel good, but they get rid of the problem. So it's like, yeah. you know, you have to pick your battles here. And so I'm like, you know what? Like you're acting like I'm doing this for fun, which exactly. I'm not, you know? Or I have a question for you. Do you ever have like a little mental script? Like something that you have prepared because I kind of do like a, a little, little bit. Honestly, now that you bring it up, uh-huh. I feel like I kind of do like mentally like this is who I am. Like this is my this diagnosis. Is my blah blah. And like, I feel like that's really helpful too because especially so. if it comes up like out of the blue, there's a few times where I was like flustered, and then afterwards I was like, well, I didn't really explain that as well as I could have. Yes, yeah. So now like I feel like I might not get the best care from them in the future, or like. I yeah. want them to know so they can treat True, other people. because I've I've done the, the thing too, where like you kind of wait to like they're like, wait, like why is this happening? You're like why is it? and then you're like, oh by the way, I have Lyme disease. <laughs> like and I'm like I should not have just like dropped that bomb on them. Like so I have definitely tried to prepare more. Like if I go in, if I've gone to like the emergency room or to like urgent care or something, I tell them like within the first intake, I'm like, by the way, like you should know that like I have this, this, and this, and like so on yeah. and like my medications and all that but also so. that can't be a double-edged sword because mm-hmm. when i went to urgent care for it was walking pneumonia like yeah that, that's fairly easy to diagnose they thought that it was pots and i told um, them i have never had these symptoms with pots before i yeah. like i have had this for years now and this has never really been a thing i don't think it's it and they saw that I was seeing a cardiologist and they're like, wow, we need you to talk to your cardiologist. Like, oh, yeah. They're like, we're not as high on the totem pole yeah. or whatever. And I was like, no, but this isn't a cardiology issue, you know? And and that you bring up another really good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. like sometimes all people see is that big diagnosis and they're like, everything must be in result oh, of yeah. that. And it's like, no, sometimes we have normal problems. Like <laughs> yeah. we get sick or we have like – I fought a lot with, like, I mean, I'll say, like, I fought with family. I fought with my doctors, all this about, like, when I got my knee surgery, mm-hmm. um, just being like, no, this is not my normal joint pain. Like, this is not my life. Like, this something is actually wrong. And, like, I hurt myself. And, like, everyone was like, well, you had the ankle pain. You had this pain. You've had back pain. It's just traveling through your body. And I was like, no, you need to listen to me. And I fought for months, like, I, when I knew something was wrong versus when I actually got the surgery and got the scan done was probably like five or six months. Like it was a long time that I kept pushing. I was like, no, like the physical therapy is not helping. This isn't helping. Like, and like, I even like, I I will admit it. Like I fought with my own parents too, because I think if your child gets a diagnosis like that, like you're always going to blame it for whatever is going on. And I understand that. Mm -hmm. Like, they saw I had joint pain all the time. I'm telling them my knee hurts. Of course, you're going to put you're that like, together. You're like, no kidding. Like, oh, yeah, of course you have knee pain. So, like, I feel like I had to just keep pushing over and over again. Like, no, I know my body. Like, yeah. No, and even know? 
that was when he passed out and yes. you were in such pain so that she went down literally i and that's when i found out i had the vasovagal problem where yeah, well, if i clearly. my body feels pain then i pass out she's out like light she went down so which i do have a high pain tolerance it's weird it's like a pain that i like it'll be like something that i don't expect it's more like unexpected pain mm-hmm. so i passed out during class what they thought it was because i don't know what what they thought happened but then they chalked it up to nothing. And then I was like, no, but my leg hurts. Like, you guys don't understand. And I, yeah, I literally, and nobody believed me. And then I got the surgery and they were like, wow, you actually had like a severe, like inflammation, like problem covering your entire kneecap. We didn't expect that. I was yeah. like, and it was because I finally found an orthopedic surgeon who would listen to me. And he was yeah. like, you know what? There's one rare condition you could possibly have. And I was like, I bet that's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so it's like sometimes yeah, you have to find the right person that Absolutely. is going to be like not biased towards whatever other things you're bringing in. You know, It's a two-way street. You can learn. You can be the best advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you don't find someone who's willing to listen to you, yes. then you're just like talking to a wall. Yeah. And yeah. that's pointless. It's the same thing as any other issue that people yell about and get riled up about. Like you can advocate all day, uh-huh. but like if nobody cares, then you might as well not talk, you yeah, know? It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I feel like that's part of the work too. And you also need to know when enough is enough. Like mm-hmm. when they are just contemplating not doing the right thing versus like they are steadfast like this is what we're gonna do I'm unwilling to change true that's very true do you have any other like big pieces of advice that you would give someone who's you know either going through something where they're trying to figure out advocate or before they have to even be put in that position like what would you say yeah absolutely again the biggest thing is you know your body like maybe you take a moment to kind of get your thoughts together because mm-hmm. in a doctor's office again they'll be like what's wrong and sometimes you don't even really know where to start yeah or it's at the end of your appointment and you're like oh yeah by the way like i've yeah. been having these cardiac symptoms yeah that's so true and it's like wait what the best thing that you can do to be taken seriously is to get your story straight to be mm-hmm. organized and to be a force to mess with yeah yeah, I make, like, notes lists of, like, what do I want to talk to? Even mm-hmm. with, like, our, like the Lyme doctor we see, yeah. I still – I know she's going to listen to me, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't ever want to go in the appointment and seem all over the place and just, like, throwing random things at her. So I'll write it down, like, okay, this is my concern that hasn't gotten better. Uh-huh. This is something new. And, you know, this is something that did get better. So it's, like, you, you want to, like, you know, break it down for yourself, too, so you can understand your body, like you said. I can't be crazy and organized at the same time. <laughs> so, yeah. so true. Like, how someone in a white coat is professional, me with my little notepad is on top of it. And when I yeah. say me, I mean my mother. Thank you, Sherry. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but I also love you, too, Dad. You're great. <laughs> I think, for me, um, setting, like, standards for your doctors like when you go to choose a doctor Mm, or maybe at that first appointment like set something in your mind or write it down and be like okay this is what I expect out of my doctor Mm -hmm. and this is like what they need their approach needs to be and they need to have these qualities and they need to listen to me and blah blah blah. and if you have that written down and you say I'm going to stick with that you're much less likely to stay with a doctor that doesn't like meet that goal, meet that goal. And the, a doctor that doesn't care about how you actually feel. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, and you have no idea what to expect or what you're, sh- what you should be looking for, then you're m- more likely to settle for someone who isn't actually going to help you that much, or is mm-hmm. going to make you feel worse. And like about a waste yourself. of time. Yeah. Waste time, waste some money. Like, oh, you yeah. know, how many specialists did we see that just felt like a waste of time? Oh, I mean, <laughs> 
I think we talked about that in the time episode too, but yeah. you are waiting for the time to get to the appointment. Yeah. The appointment takes forever. And then you're waiting time afterwards, like to see yeah. if the medications actually work. Exactly. So you Months, don't want to see plural. someone and start that whole journey of waiting who's not even going to give you the time of day. Mm-hmm. So it's like do the due diligence of filtering out people that don't really seem like they're going to be a good fit for you. Yeah. You Absolutely. Know, do the research ahead of time so you can, you know, not have to deal with things. Yeah. And I haven't had to use this yet, but I saw this on TikTok, <laughs> so I'm not sure how reputable it is. But if someone is denying you something that, like, you really feel like you need, like mm-hmm. a colonoscopy or, yeah. like, some sort of test, yeah. you can say, can you please note it in my chart that you refuse to perform <gasps> oh. this test? Because then you have a paper trail. And the doctor's a lot more likely to do That's it. That's smart. Yeah, because they don't want to be Look sued at down TikTok the line. with its like yeah. advice lately. Yeah, honestly, that is really smart uh-huh. though. Yeah, because I wish I could have done that. There were so many people like, you don't need that. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you want to put your license on the line? Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. Put your money where your mouth is. That was really good. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wish I would have seen that four years ago. But honestly, hey, learn. with the Lyme test, uh-huh. it was like I mean, like I was fortunate enough where like by the, I don't know, seventh or eighth doctor. <laughs> she <laughs> was like, sure, let's do it while we're at it. Yeah, but right. it's like, you know, well. also like if your doctor wants to rule out other things, like that's a little different. Like you should probably still do it to make sure you don't have anything majorly wrong with you. But of course. we're talking more that like, there's no way you have Lyme disease and you know you do, or you uh-huh. have this feeling like then you should act on it. Yeah. Or even you have a feeling that there's just something else there. Yeah. It doesn't have to be my Yeah, just anything. anything in general. If you're like, I know something more is uh-huh. wrong, like push for that. But yeah. rule out the major things too. Yeah. To absolutely. make sure you're okay. Yeah, I got to the point where it was like, yeah, we've kind of got the pots thing. Like we've done everything we can mm-hmm. for it. Why do I still not feel good? Like mm-hmm. there is something. We don't have yeah. a name for it, but it's there. Yeah. That's how I felt with the migraines too. Like I was like, all like my heads are hurting, of course. So like it must be, you know, the Lyme disease. And I was like, no, yeah. like this is more than just that. And Honestly, that was another thing with my migraines. I, one of my biggest triggers is when people are like, oh, you have a headache today? I'm like, no, I have a migraine and it's different. And I would go to the emergency room to get like the IVs that break your migraine. They'd be like, you know, so you had a headache the other day? I'm like, no, I had a migraine for two months straight. Like, don't put those on the same level. Mm -hmm. So that was another place I felt like I had to advocate for myself. Like, no, I have a condition this isn't my Lyme disease and it's serious. And it's not just like I couldn't handle a little head pain. Like this is like blinding pain all day, every day, visual symptoms, all that stuff. So like, you know, don't let someone like downplay what you're going through either. I, I feel like that's someone calling like legit stuff, like someone calling it like tummy pain. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, my stomach hurts. <laughs> like like people have like Crohn's or something. Uh-huh. Like if you're like, yes. oh, like, so you had a stomach ache? Like, uh-huh. no, they like couldn't get out of bed. They were curled up in pain because they ate. Like uh-huh. that was totally like downplaying also. what I don't know anything about uh-huh. Crohn's, but I do know it's severe stomach pain. So yes. I would imagine like, yeah, people uh-huh. say that though. Your tummy hurts. I mean, Yes, but also no. <laughs> yes, but like it's way worse than that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah definitely. That up by 10. Yeah, so I don't know. Anything else to add, Morgan? I'm trying to think. Again, just stick to your guns. Be organized. Yeah. Be prepared. If you hit every single thing on your list and they keep saying no, there are so many doctors in this country. Yes, Find a yeah. different one. Don't be afraid. Transfer yes, your records. They're definitely. Electronic. There's resources out there to help you find doctors too, depending on where you are. Like, don't feel like you have to stick with someone because everyone else said they were good. You yes, know? absolutely. Or even if they're a specialist in their field. Like, yeah. I saw what was supposed to be like one of the best POTS doctors. Yeah. 
like in the country if not the world and he just wasn't good yeah and that's okay and a good doctor cannot be good for you it can be a not good fit they can just not be a good doctor who knows yeah you also might find some doctors that are like i don't think i can help you Mm -hmm. and take that be like you know what then i'm gonna move on because i i went to see a like really good neurologist Uh and he did an evaluation this was prior to the lyme disease sure diagnosis and he was like honestly you're you seem fine he was i know you're not feeling fine but like and that was i was like oh that's what i needed like the fact that you added in like i know you're not okay Uh but all the tests i can possibly do you are deemed okay so i think you should see this person next like i was like whoa that's way more you know educated and beneficial than just being like sorry you're you're normal and you're fine Uh uh-huh you know no i love that my cardiologist i love him he is my favorite western medicine doctor he's (laughs) awesome he is like here's what i have in my toolbox Mm-hmm. I know that you don't feel good right now. Yeah. But there's nothing else that I can do for you yeah. as your cardiologist. Yeah. And I respect that so yeah. much. It's very well worth He supported all of my like holistic integrative yeah. medicine pursuits. Yeah. Because he's like, if that feels good, that's great. We yeah. were telling him about like red light therapy and he's like writing it down. And well, that's actual patient care. Yes. Okay. Like if you take one thing wrong, it's like you look for somebody who will validate you. Yes. Because the minute there's a lack of validation, you have no, they have no business being your doctor yeah. if they can't validate how yeah. you're feeling. And if they validate you, then that takes the whole advocating aspect of, of it's yeah. so much easier it, like, it literally lifts a weight off your chest and mm-hmm. off your shoulders that like you just don't feel like you have to fight you yeah. feel like you just get to have someone listen to you tell them like talk about your problems yeah. and then they can help you i'm excited for my appointment with yeah. him next week seriously because i've felt so much better even in the last six months so i'm gonna show up i'm gonna be like this is yeah. what's working thank you for your help up to this point yeah like and that that's great. how i feel with the headache place i go to now like uh-huh. they're like it's okay if if the normal treatments didn't work. Like, that's part of, like, what's going on with you. So we will find something else. I'm yeah. like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> who would have thought? Yeah, so advocate for yourself to yes. get to a doctor yes. who will validate Definitely. you. Definitely advocate for the test and just trust your body and how you're feeling. Yeah, I feel like that's easier said than done. But True. you will get practice. You'll be good. Yeah, so you. with that, good luck with wherever you are in your yeah. journey or if you're supporting someone right now who's going through it. Absolutely. Um, we wish you all the best. And if you want more specific advice, please feel free to DM yes, us. always reach, out, reach to us. out to us. And who knows what we're going to talk about next time. <laughs> but <laughs> hopefully you'll tune in for that episode as well. Yeah, thanks so for joining thanks us. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.